This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey guys, before this episode starts, I just want to give a quick but very huge and awesome thank you to the people on Apple Podcasts that have given us reviews. Um, if you've given us one on Spotify, please let me know. I honestly don't know how to check, and I maybe I am checking and we just don't have any on Spotify yet, which is perfectly fine. I just don't know. If, but if I'm not seeing it and you have, let me know. But we've got six reviews, but only two of them have like words, so I can only see like who those people are. Um, one of them has said they want to remain nameless and I don't know who left the other review, so I'm not going to name them. But if you do want to be named and you're still listening, um, let me know or let one of my co-hosts know and we will, we will shout your name out in the next episode. But, um, first off, I want to give a shout out to this five-star review. It says, first off, this is the perfect podcast for NBA basketball fans with a slightly above average knowledge of the game particularly for teenagers and young adults. Secondly, it's run by a great group of guys that are all very passionate about basketball as a whole and know a whole lot about the league. They have some great things to say and are much more enjoyable to listen to rather than, in my opinion, many typical sports show anchors. I highly suggest this podcast to anyone, even not a part of the age range I'm referring to. Thank you so much, man. That means the world to us here. I think that was Trey and Andrew's first time hearing that as well. Um, I just read that aloud here, but just... Thank you guys so much. Um, and then we have this five-star review as well. Um, it's, oh, the other one, the first one was titled Great Podcast. This one is titled Spark Plug Wad. <laughs> um, it says, podcast hit in episode one. Can't wait to see what else they put out. So thank you so much. I will, again, I'm going to leave you nameless. Um, if you want to be named, just DM me or um, Trey or Andrew, and we'll get to you, and we'll shout you out in the next episode. I just don't want to release your name if you don't want me to. So, yeah. Um, we appreciate you guys so much and, um, you know, you guys are the reason we do this. So thank you guys. Uh, you're, you know, thank you. Yeah, yes. for real. Thank, thank you. Y'all are my people. Exactly. Y'all, y'all are one of the biggest reasons we do this. So thank you so much. And you're the reason we keep going. So thank y'all so much and God bless y'all. And let's get into the episode. Yo, what's going on guys? Welcome back to the spark plug podcast episode five. And I'm joined as always by my amazing co-host at thunder random on Twitter, Otherwise known as Andrew, say what's up, Andrew. What's up? And Trey Man Burner, uh, or at OKC Flow on Twitter and Instagram. Otherwise known as Trey, around here, say what's up, Trey. What's up? What's up? What's up? Andrew, I always I always forget the numbers on your Instagram ad. It's A N D R underscore five four eight five four five eight five four eight five four eight five. Okay, Fred Warner, Fred Warner, George Kittle. I know you don't understand that, but I don't. I but it. <laughs> it's all right. How's everybody doing? It's it's. I mean, we talked a little bit before the episode, but besides that, it's kind of been a couple of days since we got in the call and all talked together. Yeah, it was going pretty well. Yeah. Not a whole lot going on. Just powering through the end of school, basically. Yeah, I had final testing today, but yeah, I still got like a whole month of school to go, so. That was great. Ugh. Yeah, this is my last week. Hopefully, me too. Me too. I'm. I'm. I cannot be happier. We're. We're excited to bring you guys more content over the summer as well. 
But anyways, we just wanted to um, apologize to you guys for getting this out a day late because usually these come out on Mondays at 7 a.m. if you guys didn't notice by now. But obviously it, this is coming out on probably Tuesday, May 24th. But um, we're just really excited to bring you guys some content moving forward, the best content we possibly can on all platforms. Follow us on TikTok, SparkplugPod. Um, that's mainly going to be Andrew running that. Uh, follow Twitter, our, our Twitter at SparkplugPod underscore. Um, there's not much on there yet, but I'm working on it. More will be coming to that. Follow us on our Twitter ads as well for updates. Um, am I leaving anything out? We don't have an Instagram yet. We may be making a YouTube Maybe I don't know yet. Possibly, I can see that. Maybe. Yeah, I I may just post the podcast to my YouTube. I don't really know yet. Something like that. I don't know. But we're gonna dive right in because we kind of have a lot to talk about in terms of games themselves. Um, the Celtics just mopped the floor with the Heat at home. Twenty point uh, win for the Celtics. Uh, Eighty two points scored for the Heat. Oof. After the Heat wiped the floor with the Celtics. Exactly. That's kind of been a thing so far. Jimmy was 3 for 14. He was questionable coming in tonight. I did not get to watch this game, but looking at the box score, which obviously does not always sell the whole story, it doesn't look like he was 100%. Duncan Robinson was on the court. Uh, Duncan Robinson got minutes. That's 5 for you know. 11, 4 for 8 from 3. I mean, he played good oh. ball. Max Struess was the best player tonight. All right. Max <laughs> Oh for 7 in uh, 15 yep. minutes. Yep. All right. Best player ever. I'm going to jump right into my spark plug part of the day. I already got mine. Oh, okay. Um, Let the rest of us catch up, man. Oh, okay. Maybe I don't have mine. Hold up. Okay, I've got Is a two-way tie. I've got a two-way tie. Oh, wait. Three. Oof. Got to shout out Derek White for shooting four for 18 from the field. Four for 14 <laughs> yeah, from the field. One for say, eight from three. I was going to say Derek White, and then I seen that. Um, shout out Derek White, though. He, ha- he had a kid. Um, a lot of people on Twitter were upset at him for missing the game because of his child being born, which is crazy. It's his child. Yeah. It's a little strange, must admit. It's his child being born. That's something you usually don't want to miss. I mean, I've not had a child, but I can assume you probably don't want to miss that. But anyways, that's crazy. Respect to this man for putting his family first like he should. Or putting his family above um, ball like he should, you know. Um, Anyways, um... Sparkplug player of the day for me has got to be Al Horford. He's going to win this award a lot, I feel like. Only five points, but he had four blocks, three assists, and 13 boards. He played great defense. I mean, he only took two shots. And um, he went one for two, splashed his only three-point attempt. And also Peyton Pritchard played well, too. Knocked shots down like he needs to. And that's a good punch for the Celtics. I'll go back to uh, the last... Miami Boston game where Miami won 109 to 103, and I'll just pick up on Max Drew's 34 minutes, 6 for 12 from the field, 4 for 7 from 3, two offensive rebounds, two assists, a block, finish with 16. Very nice quality contributions that they definitely would not have won the game without. So, 
That'll I, be my spark plug player of the week. I feel that. I feel that. Uh, Mine, um, go for it, Trent. My spark plug uh, player of the game is going to be uh, PP, Peyton Pritchard. <laughs> back at it again. Um, Hitting them shots. He hit man. a buzzer beater that got called back. I've seen that. I've seen that. And they're they, just hating they, on the PP. They robbed, they robbed my man PP. Uh, so, yeah. But no, he uh he ended the night with fourteen points, two rebounds, three assists, uh, one steal. He shot six or five for eight uh from the field and three for six from uh three, so pretty good night overall. Um so yeah, PP's my player of the game. Big dubs, big dubs. Uh can't go wrong with any of those picks. Um moving on to the Warriors Mav series. Uh, Warriors up 3-0. They they beat Dallas at home despite Luka's 40-ball. Um, the glaring thing from that game, I don't even think I have to really say it. The role players for Dallas. Um, 0 for 10 for Reggie Bullock. Um, where's he at? 0 for 5 for Maxi Kleber. Or Kleba. 0 for 5 on threes for him. 0 for 7 on threes for Reggie Bullock. Midorian Finney-Smith shot 40% from three. Can't complain there. But those two, in specifically, you know, um, Davis Bertans came in and missed two three pointers. Um, you miss all those open threes; it's hard to win. They shot twenty eight point nine percent from three in game three. And going back to what Trey talked about in the Phoenix series an episode or two ago, um, the Mavs role players are usually on at home, which is what made this so weird for me to see. I mean, Dallas had three players in double figures. Dinwiddie, Brunson, and Luka. That's who they had in double figures. And Luka had 40, Dinwiddie had 26, Brunson had 20. And then they had 9, 3, and 2. That's all the points scored for Dallas. Yep, that's why it's it's just just not enough to get it done. And it shows. Um, are we ready to say that I'm a curse? I said this team would shock the world, and they're zero and three since. Oh man! <laughs> I can I absolutely. See that. I'm sorry. Hey, three oh. zero coming. Come back right here. Oh yeah, all Luca. I actually just found this pretty interesting chart on NBA.com. It's the leading players for each team and points per game in this Warriors Mav series. You've got Luca leading the team in points. You've got Luca leading the team in rebounds. You've got Luca leading the team in assists. And you've got Maxi Kleba averaging just over a block a game. Hey, Maxi so. Kleba brings the defense. He does. <laughs> he does bring the defense. And that's not a joke. I'm, that man does bring the defense. He tries his hardest. He he brings the defense. He really does. Sometimes. Kevon be tearing him up sometimes, though. Hey, Kevon's been playing great, too. Yep, that's why it's so interesting, because you see the other side of the chart, and you've got Curry in points, but you have Kevon Looney in rebounds. You have Draymond Green in assist. There's just a lot more diverse. Yeah. A whole bunch of versatility from Golden State, getting a lot of different things from a lot of different players. Yeah. Wow. The Mavericks are just relying on Luka and praying that Dinwiddie or Brunson shows up to squeak out a win. Basically, yeah. Uh, Maxi Kleba, sorry, I just I had to look at this, um, held his man 
um, in the regular season on average of a negative 4.4% differential. So like he was holding opponents to almost a 5% lower field goal percentage than they were accustomed to shooting, which I think is a good stat. But I just wanted to see that because Maxi Kleba, he he really does, um, he do be bringing the defense as, as good as he can. Yes. Good effort. That's all it takes to really be a good defender. Good effort. Know what you're doing, and that's Kleber has true. that. Yeah, that's he's, true. He, he's got that hustle too. Like <laughs> someone we would know very well in OKC. Um, um, oh. he, he held Jaron Jackson Jr. to eight of twenty-one th- for the season. Julius Randle to six of fifteen. Desmond Bain to four of twelve. Um, mm. Stephen Curry to three for ten. Carl Towns to three for eight. LeBron to three for eight. Um, Kev- Not LeBron. Ke- Kevin Durant to one for seven. I mean, there's a lot of good offensive players on here that he held to a, you know, a pretty low percentage. Bam to one for six. I mean, there there's a lot of notable names on here that he he held to a a low percentage. Um, but... Now, my my question is, let's say Porzingis is on this team instead of Dinwiddie. Do you yep. think they make it out of the Suns? Mm, I don't know. I honestly, I got no idea. It's tough to say because they. I don't know, man. Dwight Powell is probably a better role, a better role threat than Porzingis, and much more willing to take an off-ball role than Porzingis was. And Dinwiddie really gives them what they need because, you know. I don't know. I feel like Porzingis didn't post up enough in Dallas. And if you're not going to do that, you can't utilize Porzingis to his fullest potential. And you can't give Luka that time off that he'd be getting with Dinwiddie. Because Dinwiddie's utilized. He's given the ball to handle. And Porzingis just was not given as many post-ups as he probably should have been when he was playing for Dallas. My opinion on that. So I say no. I say that this team is better with Dinwiddie. Yeah, yeah, they need I, another creator. Yeah. So. Though I feel like with Porzingis that he's really, I don't know, I don't feel like he's really coming to his own yet. But I feel like the really change in scenery will do him wonders. I think next season he's going to have a good season with Washington. And whoever they pick up, late lotto, then they got Brad Beal. I'm not saying that they're going to be a sleeper or whatever, but I think that, Porzingis will have a good season. I don't know what his stats will look like, but I think he'll have a good season. Um, I think what? that you'll see Washington it, utilize him in the post more as well. My Washington fall-off was pretty sad. Yeah. Oh, they also Kyle Kuzma, too. I forgot to mention teams. Kuz. They started oh, yeah. out oh. one of the best teams in the league and just fell off. Yeah, they were the first seed, yeah. man. One of my, one of my, Kyle uh, Kuzma was averaging like uh, – 18-12 or something ridiculous yeah. like that. Towards the end of the season, Kyle, Kyle Kuzma turned it on, man. Like, he was he was uh, going crazy. After the Brad Bill injury, man was going crazy. Did uh, Rhi Hichimara even play that much this season? Yeah, he played. Uh, he played. Yeah, he, he ended up playing. Uh, one, of my, one of my best friends is a Wizards fan. I know all about Rhi Hachimura. It's like his favorite player. Or not his, not literally, but it is like probably a top five favorite player of his. 
Shout out. You know, you know who you are. I won't mention your name. All right. So basically, last episode, I was asked by our co-host here, Trey, to find out the difference between bench bays and starting bays, you know, all the different renditions of various basically that have plagued us as Thunder fans over the past two years. And I figured it all out. I got it all mapped out here in my notebook. And basically, Bench Bay's stats are almost identical to Normal Bay's. Normal Bay's is at 10.8 points, 6.3 rebounds, 1.4 assists. Bench Bay's is at 10.9 points, 6.3 rebounds, 1 assist. Shooting percentages, you got 64% for bench, 42% for total, 31% for bench from 3, 29% total. The the totals are almost the exact same when you go bench versus total. But the interesting part of it is when you look at how he played before he went on the bench and he was starting and how he played after he got off the bench and was starting again at the end of the season. And the 29 games Darius Baisley played before he went to the bench, he averaged 8.1 points a game, 6 rebounds, 1 assist, one block, one steal, 36% from the field, and 26% from three. That That is like far and away the worst addition of Darius Baisley we've ever seen. And now in the 24 games after he got off the bench at the end of the year, until he messed up his knee and he was out for the last eight games, he averaged 14 points a game, seven rebounds, two assists, half a block, almost a steal and a half, on 45% from the field and 32% from three. And also really good, sorry, I just wanted to add, really good defense on some of the best wings in the NBA as well. Darius Baisley has real defensive potential. Oh, yeah. And it's honestly crazy. The defensive potential, the offensive potential, the only issues I've had with Darius Baisley are just him and his confidence issues his consistency, stuff like that. I'm going to be highlighting it all in a TikTok video coming here soon. Going to be breaking down Darius Baisley's 29-point game against the Memphis Grizzlies about how he's high energy. He forces the issue sometimes. He's got real shooting potential. Got crazy bounce, obviously. And he's got some killer moves that he's just waiting to unleash on the league. I know we're all ready for it. Yeah, so you you can just see that the confidence that being on the bench and coming back and just gave him. Um, Follow the TikTok at the Spark Plug Pod. Yeah, that. Um, <laughs> and that's with Shea playing. Yeah. That's with him playing alongside Shea. So he's not getting all of that. Just He's not the primary scorer, so it's really not empty stats. Base plays great off the ball. He's a great. Yeah, he does. He's a great cutter and he's a great lob threat. He's he is so good at baseline cuts, man. Like he is, he just knows when to cut. And it's he so is. Nice. I can't. I can't wait it's to see Giddy pass the cuts to him. Ooh, Ooh. Man. Ooh, that's gonna be good. In this game that Darius basically dropped twenty nine. That I'm talking about. Shea had thirty one. It's crazy, man. They they combined for sixty. Gosh. I mean that's. Shea and Bays play wonderful together. It's not just their friendship off the court. They play great on the court, too. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, they, and they're really good friends off the court, too, and that helps as well. Definitely helps. Mm-hmm. 
Um, um what? <laughs> okay, let's talk a little bit about the draft. Um, there's been a lot of talks going around. I've seen it on Twitter. I don't know if you guys have seen it. The people saying, "Oh, we need to hurry up the rebuild, or SGA is going to want out." I disagree. We do this every year. We do it every year. It's going to happen every every year. year. Every year until we're a contender, people are going to say we need to speed up the rebuild. I seen somebody on Twitter. Shea's going to leave. I seen. It's not going to happen. If Shea was going to leave, he would not have signed a max contract. Yeah, I seen somebody on Twitter. It seems like he says it in every interview that OKC is where he wants to be. Yeah. And he's and yeah, excited for the future, think, and he knows the direction is correct. But I mean, even yeah. if you look at last, we got Giddy. Yep. He was. He of course he's going to be happy. He got a really a future probably top ten, top five playmaker next to him. Oh yeah. So to say that we need to speed up the rebuild by, by being buyers and free agency and making big no. trades. That's not going to happen. Yeah. It's the same thing that happened when OKC first started. Presty, let it cook. We had Russ. We drafted James Harden, and then we let them go. We let them do what they wanted to do, and we got to the finals. We didn't win. But if we would have sped that up, we probably wouldn't have made that 2012 finals because we wouldn't have that chemistry that that team did. Yeah, we may have ended up trading some of those picks early on um, and not get James Harden or not get Serge Ibaka and not be the same team with a bad trade trying to rush to get a playoff spot with Durant and Russ happy, trying to get them happy. But um, I've seen people on Twitter or somebody on Twitter say that there were rumblings of Presty trading down um, trading Shea to Sacramento, or not trading down, but trading Shea to Sacramento for four to take Shaden and pair him with the one of the bigs from the top three. There's no way that happens. Why would we're, like we're drafting these like we're building around Shea? Why would we trade him? I just don't get it. And this is no disrespect to who said this on Twitter. And he also brought up. Um, how Presty supposedly offered Shea for Cade Cunningham. That didn't happen, man. That did not happen. That did I don't not think, happen. I don't think people realize, because it's the same thing, there was the rumors that we were, the 76ers said they wanted to trade for Shea. I don't think people understand how easy it's, it is for reporters to take things. Yeah. GMs could be literally talking in the bathroom to themselves. Or on the phone with somebody and be like, you know, we'd really like to trade for that SGA guy. It's not going to happen, though. Yeah. Just because a GM has a guy that they want to trade for, or there's a rumor that they are thinking about trying to make a push for him, doesn't mean, first of all, it doesn't mean Presty is on board with that. And second of all, it doesn't even mean that they really want to do it. Yeah, and that also, it, it doesn't even, like, to hearing a report doesn't automatically mean it's real. I think a lot of people are just in the mindset of, like, the woes and shams where everything they tweet happens because they have reliable sources and they don't tweet it if they don't think it's going to happen for sure. And, you know, there's a lot of reporters trying to make a name for themselves or trying to get clicks, and they'll just, I mean, some may just flat-out lie about something, you know? Yeah, and... 
it goes back to SGA is a top level player. Any team is gonna that needs a guard, yeah. they're gonna be like, yeah, let's trade for SGA. No team is gonna say no. We don't want SGA. Yeah, like, like if a reporter asked, would you like to have Shago Gilders Alexander on your team? Every team would say yes. Like he's a good, he's a fantastic player. Every team wants him, but that doesn't mean that they're gonna trade for him or that Presti's gonna trade him. And also that. Not the dog on the guy who said the Sacramento pick, but also we're not. If we did that trade, that doesn't make very much for Sacramento in the first place. Another guard, come on now. Yeah. I get, I get. Like we said, SGA is a great player, but Sacramento isn't trading the fourth overall pick for another guard. They just got rid of the Reese, man. Like it just, it's just so counterintuitive. And I mean, I don't know. Maybe you could argue that if they did that, they still got Sabonis, and now they have Shea, and obviously Shea's an upgrade from Reese. Sorry to break it to you, Pacer fans. Um, but I may, maybe they try to argue that, and that is true. I mean, Shea, Fox, and Reese would be interesting, but like, why would you trade Reese in the first place if you're just going to trade for another guard and blow your fourth pick on trading for a guard when you already had an um, upcoming star guard? Yeah, it just doesn't. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, what do you think about then, it, Andrew? Yeah, uh, I learned a long time ago that when it comes draft time with the Oklahoma City Thunder, nobody has any idea what is going on. Exactly. When I tell you last year that I had no idea what a Josh Giddy was <laughs> until we picked him at number six, I mean nobody has any idea. We might get on the clock at two and trade down to nine, and, and then trade back up to five, and then trade down to seven, and then pick some seven-foot-six dude from Nigeria that nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> and then he'll show up, and he'll win. He'll win Rookie of the Year That's and Defensive most... Player of the Year. I mean, there's there's no – nobody has any idea what Sam Presti is going to do. That is nobody. the most OKC Thunder thing I've ever heard in my life. I cannot exactly. lie to you. Yeah, Russell Westbrook one from Serbia. Even when we drafted Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook was like point guard three or four on most boards, and we picked him number four overall. Yep. Like, that that pick was off. ragged because – what, what was his name? Who was it? It was a really bad point guard. Ended up being really bad. Uh-huh. And, like, one of the guys was like, I can't believe the Thunder picked Russell Westbrook over this. Was it like mm, – I don't remember who it was. It might have been, like, Ricky Rubio or something. Uh, Ricky Rubio's not bad, but he's not better than Yeah, don't dog on Ricky. <laughs> uh, I will hold my tongue. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I got you, I got you. Hold up. Um, It was so- it was somebody bad. Who the heck is Joe Alexander, bro? Who is that? <laughs> Joe Harrison SGA had a kid. <laughs> Joe Alexander, bro. There's DJ Augustine. Oh, is there? <laughs> it might. It might have been DJ. He was picked nine. Gallinari was six. Caleb was five. Oh, it was Jared Bayless. That's who it was. It was oh, Jared Bayless. Okay. Who? Jared, Jared Bayless. Bayless. He was the eleventh pick. He was. Yeah, he was picked at number eleven. That's who it was. It was like I cannot believe the Oklahoma City Thunder yeah. picked Russell Westbrook over Jared Bayless. Like I mean, nobody has any idea. So I just try to exactly. I, I educate myself, but I try not to 
speculate. Peak Jared Bayless peaked at the same time as Russ in 2016-17. He averaged his career high, well, his second to career high, 11 points, 4.3 assists, and four rebounds in three games played. And he was he was showing up. Then yeah, guys. Hey, Jared Bayless or Russell Westbrook? J- Jared Bayless, right? Right. I agree. I don't think it's a question, yeah. honestly. Is it really a question, though? No, if you, bro. Me, if you put me in a room with Jared Bayless and Russell Westbrook, I think I would just gravitate towards Jared Bayless <laughs> in every sense of the word. Not even just basketball. Last shot, fate of the universe on the line. Russell Westbrook or Jared Bayless? Give me Jared Bayless. I want Bayless. I want the Martians Bayless. have the <laughs> being pointed at Earth. I want Bayless. <laughs> uh, no, Martians have the death being pointed up. I want Corey Brewer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I want fifty-point uh, game Timberwolves. Corey Brewer. I want Corey Brewer on the Thunder. I want Jared Dudley. Oh jeez. I oh, want no. Anthony Morrow. Oh my God, Anthony Bennett. Oh my goodness. This podcast has been everywhere. <laughs> it has. Anywhere and happens. everywhere. That, that's what happens when we uh when we come here without a script. We don't use scripts. <laughs> yeah, we don't use when scripts. We pick, when we pick up the phone. I learn about what we're gonna talk about seven seconds before the podcast. <laughs> yeah, starts. yeah. We use notes, but we don't use scripts. That's it. This is improv class, basically. Yeah, it's basically improv, which is good, though. I mean, I I think I like the flow that we have. If we just go I sit here and improv. read off like notes, it's not really like. Uh, I've actually been sitting here watching my computer. I've been watching Reggie Bullet miss three pointers. Oh man, it's it's really bad. Oh, yeah, they're probably gonna make like five minute highlights of just all Reggie's missed shots. Oh my gosh. But no, uh, so are we ready to go to cap game? I'm down if you guys are ready, yeah. We still don't have a name for the segment. Free agency cap guess. Yeah. I guess. What do you think? Um, I think I already, I I did slow-mo last week, right? Yes. Yeah. I love slow-mo. I'm going to say that episode. Every episode, I love slow mo. All my homies love slow mo. I'm gonna say that every episode. Um, I'm trying to think who we haven't done. Uh, I'm currently looking as well. Mm. I got my guy. I don't have mine yet. Um, this stubbed my toe. That hurt so bad. I hope you guys didn't hear that. I didn't, but I'm sorry that you stubbed your toe. Okay, I uh, no, I don't have mine. I'm still looking. Andrew, you got yours? Yeah, mine's Isaac Bond. <laughs> Okay, I... I'm working on it. 
I think I have mine. Uh, mm, nah. I don't know, man. Um, I've got, man. Uh, I've got mine. I've got mine. I've got mine. Who wants to go first? All right. I'll go first because mine's going to be extremely difficult. Let's go. Let's go run down on the rules for first-time listeners. Okay. Yes. Very true. So, if you've never listened before. Um, we are each picking a player in our heads and, um, I'll use Trey for example. So let's say Trey, he's got his free agent. Um, I would assume the player is coming to OKC. These are all free upcoming free agents for the upcoming free agent class of 2022. And we are picking one and we're not revealing the name. We're going to reveal how much we'd pay them. And then we are going to answer yes or no questions until they are guessed, and then we provide our reason why we would pay them and why they should come to the team we picked, which is usually the Thunder. So, yeah. So, I'm going to go yeah, first. Well said. Huh? Well said. Okay, thank you. Um, I'm going to go first. Mine is a restricted free agent. We also say that if they're restricted or unrestricted. Um, and I would pay him a minimum. Ooh. Yeah, minimum deal. Uh, uh, second year's a team option. Two years. Is he is he so he's over the age of what? Thirty? Nope. Thirty two? Nope. He isn't? Nope. Is he under the age of twenty five? Yep. Is he in the Western okay. Conference? Nope. So he's in the east, mm. restricted free agent in the east. Is yep. he? Is he a forward? Yes. Okay. Forward, restricted free agent in the east. Evan Knox. <laughs> You're correct. Really? <laughs> yes. Um, Damn, you only giving Kevin the minimum? Well, he's oh, not. You can't do Fortnite man like that, bro. <laughs> he's not really proved anything. I mean, he's had some. De- I mean, he had some games where he like torched teams in like limited minutes. But like, I I'd feel like he's Kevin not. It's like eighteen million dollars a year. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. But like, this is more of a home run swing for me type thing. Like. You're not expecting much, but you're also not giving much. And if he turns out to be great, you can decline the second year of that club option and extend him. Or you can pick him up another like that second year and have him on a really good contract. And you know, maybe he becomes a, a actual contributor. You know what I'm saying? It's kinda like that for me. That's that's my reasoning. And you know, I don't know if the Hawks match a minimum. I mean maybe I mean maybe they do. Maybe a little bit more than a minimum for me, I guess. But I don't know if the Hawks match it because they're kind of entering win-now mode and they don't need a developmental forward that's still not found his place in the league. So that's that's my reasoning for that. Yeah, but if you do that, that's also, if they let go of Kevin, Kevin, then you pretty much just traded Cam Reddish for free to not play. Well, I mean, sometimes that happens, though. That's the thing. Yeah. And, like, I would, like... If 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 a team throws him like more than six or seven million, I don't see them matching it. Yeah, because they won't they won't like go out of their way just to prove that they didn't trade Cam for nothing. If that makes sense, like if they won't overpay. 
just to say like, oh, we kept Kevin. We didn't pay him. We didn't trade him for nothing, you know? Yeah. So that's my reason. Hopefully that makes a little bit of sense. It makes sense. It makes that I would do that. Yeah. Like I said, it's just kind of like a home run, you know? It may hit, it may not. If, if you know, if not, so what? It's a minimum deal, you know? Yep. Low risk, high reward. Exactly. All right, so I'm going to go with my player. Uh, I would give this guy two years with the second year being a player option uh, for $10 million a year. He's a uh, he's a restricted free agent. Okay, is he in the West? No. Okay, is he a guard? No. Is he a forward? Yeah, power forward. In the you said he's in the West. West, yeah. Not in the West. Okay, so the East is power forward. You said ten mil a year, correct? Yeah. For a two-year, second year as a player option. Okay. Don't tell me it's Marvin Bagley. Well, mm. Mm. bro, Andrew. It's Marvin Bagley. Andrew's on his game today. Or did did he guess? Is he guessed uh, Kevin Knox too? Didn't he? Yeah, first try. Both oh times. my gosh! <sighs> Get on my level. It is too easy, y'all. Hey, we got to start keeping score. No, for real. We gotta start keeping score, and like at the end of next season, the winner, the other two need to buy the winner a jersey of their choice. Oh my goodness! You want it? <laughs> That'd be kind of crazy. That would be crazy. Yo, hey, if we get this podcast to um. Either 100 plays on this episode or 15 reviews by the what is what is this Friday? Um, it's the 24th right now. If we get it to 15 reviews total um, by Friday, or we get 100 plays on this episode, we'll do that. Does that sound good, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I can do that. Okay. Good. Sounds good. Okay. Um, that that'd be pretty crazy. So we'll I'm start. One, I'm two for two. <laughs> if that happens, go back in the episodes and get those points. Yeah, if that happens, we'll go back and tally up in the episodes who got what. But um, um, so yeah, I would I would pay I would pay Marvin Bagley that. Um, since being traded from the Kings and actually playing minutes, he had a he went up like five, average five more points. And um, shot better too, uh, alongside Cade and Isaiah Sterler and um, yeah, and Hami. Oh, Woo-hoo. Bagley, he actually like proved something that he's actually worth money, um, which was unknown until now. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was shooting. He was shooting 46.3% uh, before being traded, and then he went up to 55.5%. Wow. Uh, with six more minutes, and he only played 18 games. Uh, 
but yeah, I'd give him, I'd give him an, a year, and then if he can, it's another like one of those home run swings, like you said with Kevin. If he just keeps developing, uh, then you got a nice bench or even a starter at times. Yeah, because I mean, you got to remember he was he was a second overall pick, man. I mean, he's de- he has potential. He was the second overall pick in the NBA draft. He was picked over Luka Doncic. So, you know, whether that was the right move or not, teams saw something in this kid. So, well, what was uh, what was Kevin picked again? Wasn't he picked like I think he was like eighth. Six. I think eight. He was like six or eighth. Let's see, seventh, seventh, ninth, or eleventh. It was ninth. It was ninth. Yeah. In 2018, so they were in the same draft class. That's great. Fortnite, Fortnite, <laughs> Fortnite. Bro, never forget that. That was sad. That draft day drip. Never forget it. Hey man, don't diss it, man. <laughs> How right. much do you think you would get for it if you sold it? I don't know, dude. Two dollars. <laughs> Pack of pork skins. <laughs> All right, Andrew, what you got? What you got? Yep, I got my player, and then we got sleep. (laughs) Sounds good. So, my player is a restricted free agent. That is all. How much you paying him? Yeah, man. Mm. Don't hold out bonus. (laughs) Four, Four years. Oh. 80, 88 million. 88? Mm-hmm. He's a restricted free agent. He is. Is it Jordan Poole? Is he DeAndre Ayton? No and no. Ah, oh, okay. Is he... Is he in the East? He is. Is it... Is it a forward? Y'all got this. Is it a forward? It is. This is, is it, it, is it Miles is. Bridges? Is. It is. This was an easy one. Let's go. Miles Bridges. <laughs> I basically think Miles Bridges is just an upgraded version of the forwards we keep on drafting, like JRE and Darius Baisley and guys like that. He's a guy that can already shoot, great rim-running guy, extremely high energy, decent rebounder because of how athletic he is. He can finish lobs, he can shoot, he can even dribble, create his own shot sometimes. He was really hot at the beginning of the year, showing great flashes. I think he'd be perfect for the team. I like that, but I think that uh, Charlotte's matching that. Maybe. I think they do. My main thing on it is uh, we get to have the Baisley Miles Bridges rap collab. Oh my gosh, yes. (laughs) The thing I never knew I needed until you said it. Oh my gosh. I hope y'all enjoyed this pod. It was kind of all over the place, but thank y'all so much. God bless y'all. Have a great rest of your day and thunder up. We'll see y'all in the next one. Thunder Thunder up. up. Thunder up, baby.